Spiricut in English is translated as a stranglehold. Yeah, track idea is uh, 1985. Baby, baby, baby. David Lee Roth styled to go to the dead. I knew she was Here we go.
Kveritak, Kveritak, I don't even know how to pronounce their band correctly, but it is spelled K-V-E-R-L-E-R-T-A-K. Kveritak, in English, Stranglehold. So, the track was 1985 from the album uh, Nathersford, N-A-T-T-E-R-S-F-E-R-D. The album was released back, way back last year, 2016, when Obama, yo, yeah, Obama style. All right. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah. So that track right there was very, um, it, I listened to it maybe like two days ago and the whole dealio was, um, it just like super catchy and I just could not, um, it sounded so freaking familiar to a very fantastic track that, um, I probably had in the back of my membrane, in the back of my um, brain somewhere in the pituitary g- gland, maybe perhaps since maybe 1990-ish. And it took me two freaking days to figure out like, okay, this song really was inspired or sounds like that song from back in the early 90s, 1990 to be precise. And it took me freaking two days. So what I did was, um, so before I go there, <clears throat> I don't even know what I'm talking about right now because I am under the influence. So if you are, let's kick it off. If you are at Starbucks Latte, if you are at the bar, you are not listening to me right now because you're checking out the chick that is sitting beside you. However, that chick that is sitting beside you is checking out the chick that is sitting across from you, so she swings not your way, She's, she swings the other way, so you're not going to get lucky tonight, if you are on the train, Sangin Jaya is your next stop, so don't miss your stop, however, if you are listening or sitting in front of your computer, or listening through your iPhone, Android device, or you're not so sexy Apple Watch, you are at a safe place. So come by Chin Chin Chayo by clear, clearing the throat. <clears throat> oh yeah. So I had some fantastic beers today. I'm um, just gonna. I don't really have any. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. So um, okay. So the band that we just listened to, they, they are from Norway. So they are a Norwegian heavy metal band formed back in 2007. And I know that this album right here, Nathersford, is like their third album. Um, immediately, like right now what I'm doing is I, I am like, from the past co- uh, couple months, um, ever since uh, Adrian Boschon, like sent me Summerland, I'm like, we love all our bands, right? Like, we love all the Iron Maidens, the Dawkins, the Wingers, and all the bands that we grew up listening to. But then, you just don't want to end your life like that. Like, because you're like, my ultimate band is freaking Van Halen, Ingve J. Malmsteen, right? But, ever since Adrian Boschon sent me Summerland, I'm like, man, you know what? To think of it, we, as in you and I, the girl that is sitting uh, beside me right now, um, 
there's so many bands out there that we probably have not even discovered our favorite band because you could have multiple favorite bands, right? So I am on a search. I am on a hunt to find my next um, favorite band ever. And this is one of them, meaning that I only know this one track, 1985, from this band that I can't even pronounce correctly, Sverik. Tuck. No, Kvirtak. K-V-E-R-L-E-R-T-A-K. Um, I only know this one track, but lately, when I buy, like, when I encounter a new band, I'm like, I, I am reaching out to buy the vinyl stuff because uh, I am totally into the vinyl just because, just because, um, Good old memories, right? Like back in the 80s, you would buy vinyl and you would like have the whole experience. And I'm not going to regurgitate that, uh, um, regurgitate the whole process, but the whole thing where you have to put the vinyl on a turntable and it's not about like swapping out different vinyls left and right, playing this track, that track, side A, side B. He's placed it on there and you have this experience. You have the whole album jacket. You're literally because you are lazy i am lazy you slap the album the turntable okay the vinyl on the turntable the stylus they call it the needle is on the record what are you going to do you're going to drink and you're just going to kind of glance at the whole artwork of the jacket and you're going to read everything on there because what else are you going to do it's like a listening experience. So, long story short, I bought the vinyl. It's not here yet, but um, once I get the vinyl, I guess I will discover the rest of the band um, tunes. And hopefully, it is as good as this track that I or we just listened to, 1985. <clears throat> Real quick sip. <sighs> So, the track, 1985, really reminded me of another song from the past. And it took me, like I said, it took me two days to figure out what this song was. So I'm like, maybe, like, uh, I hit up uh, Michael Butler, Rock and Roll Geek. I just texted him. I'm like, I found this new band. Do you know this band? He's like, oh, I love this tune. And uh, he's like, you know, it's, it's really catchy. And I go, dude, okay, let me... This track like sounds like another track that you know, and this is probably um, it took me two days, two days to figure out what track it sounded like. So I'm like, Oh, let me just send you out some clues. So he's like, Okay, let me listen through it. So he listened through it and he goes, No, I don't know what you're talking about. So I sent some um, him some clues uh, that I thought that was like really kind of um. I figured giving, if I give them three clues or I am going to give you three clues. So you listen to that track, right? Someone, okay. Forget about Michael Butler. Okay. The rock and roll geek. I am going to give you three clues and, um, maybe four and this, you may not agree, but to me, it's like, man, this really sounds like that track back. Um, it was released in 1990, 
That's clue number one. All right. Clue number two. All right. Nikki Six. 1990, Nikki Six. Clue number three, Tattoo. It's really hard to do it because we're not bouncing back, but uh, Tattoo, think about it. <laughs> While I take a nice sip of this, it sounds like that track. In my opinion, and I might be completely wrong, but... Uh, Oh boy, so today um, I went to my local place, I live in Pacifica, California, which is about 12 minutes south of San Francisco, Devil's Slide Tap Room, it's a nice tap room bar where they just, they actually go to the, um, all, they hit up all these local breweries in the Bay Area and they will grab the kegs and they'll tap them. On their own, so that's why it is called a tap room. So you actually get to drink all these craft beers fresh out of the keg locally, and locally for me is Pacifica. So, um, Flying Dog Raging Bitch Belgium style IPA is what I was consuming today. And this sucker is about 8.3% alcohol by volume. 8.3%, what does that mean in the world of beer? Um, the typical beer that you are drinking um, in the United States of America ranges from probably 4.3 to 6.0. So anything above actually 6% is, you know, I mean, beer, you're not drinking hard liquor. But 8.3 is, yeah, it's very tasty once you get into the double digits, like 11%. Like the Flying Dog Double IPA Doggy Style is, it's pretty, you know, it's a sipper. So the one that I was drinking, uh, Flying Dog Raging Bitch, Belgian Style IPA was 8.3%. So for me, it's like, it's not really a sipper. It's not really, um, you can really enjoy it. Like, and so... This place that I go to, um, that I go to about once or twice a week, um, Devil Slide Tap Room is they open at eleven thirty AM in the morning on the weekends. If you're not like I go there when they open because I have my favorite seat. And the seat that I sit on the bar is like all the way in the corner where it's kinda secluded. And uh, I sit there and um, Joey comes and he goes, this is what we have today. And he'll give me samplers. And this place, I got to tell you, man, every single day they have different beer from, you know, craft beer from all all around this, you know, the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. And um, he knows that I like my IPAs and he'll, he kind of knows basically like after all after about a year, they've been open for about two years. I've been going there for about, I don't know, probably a year now, religiously. And he kind of knows what I like. He know he understands my taste buds a lot more than I do. And pretty much everything that he will suggest, you know, it's, it's like right there, like on my palate. That's what they call it, your tongue, your, um, it's called the palate. Yeah. And, it, and, uh. 
what am I trying to talk? Or what am I trying to... <clears throat> yeah, so, a little bit under the influence today come by Jinchin Chao by real quick. So, by the way, Patreon, uh, metalmoment.com forward slash member will take you to Patreon. I have two Patreons, Hiroshi Tanida-san and Chris Hizu-san. Thank you very much, gracias. If you would like to become a member, you can go to metalmoment.com forward slash member and become a Patreon as well. And, uh, yeah. So, don't worry about real quick. So, so today, um, I got there like two hours late. So, I got there around like almost around one o'clock. And when you get there at 1 p.m., the place is freaking back. Duh. So, I was not able to get my seat where I typically just sit there and just like, you know, spend a, about an hour by myself in the corner where, um, because I am, I am a super, and like I like people, but I am really bad with like doing the casual talk with people that I don't know. So I tend to hide um, and stick to my like my own space. Like so today I got there kind of late and then I got there and Joey's like pointing me to a seat, which is like there's only one more seat available at the bar. I sit there and I am freaking sandwiched by two dudes that are already having a communication. So I feel, I'm kind of like, you know, they're having a full blown drunken feel good conversation. Joey tells me like to sit there. I sit in between these two guys, the guy on the left, uh, Reza, he's about 35, I think, he's in his 30s, mid-30s, the dude on the right, his name was, um, what was his name, his name was Miles, alright, his name was Miles, I'm not making these names up, but his name was Miles, and he's, you know, late 20s, like, so super millennial style, both sides, and I'm just in the middle, I'm just sitting myself down, I'm just, hey, Joe, you know, what do you have today, and he's like, man, we have the bitch back, man, we have the raging bitch back, and I'm like, alright, the raging bitch, I gotta say, okay, from the Flying Dog Brewery, you can find it at the store, and you could bring it home in a bottle, but it tastes nothing compared to um, experiencing this beer at a tap room, fresh out of the keg, man, and, and uh, got my first one, took a sip, and I was just like, God damn, this freaking flying dog raging bitch, Belgium style IPA, 8.3% ABV, 20 IBU, which is international bitterness unit, is so freaking tasty. So while I was experiencing that beer of the moment, I have these two dudes having a conversation and it's almost like um, a jumping rope because you, f you figure you're in the middle and you have to say something, right? So as an introvert, it's very hard for me to like kind of get into like just saying something to kind of. So they have this. It's like a jump rope. All right. So there's a jump rope going on. They are having a conversation rhythmically. Everything is like smooth. And now there's this guy in the middle that's trying to jump in the hoop. And I'm just, it's all about the timing. I'm listening to what they're talking about. 
Okay. And then I hear, I hear the dude on the right. His name is Miles. And he's talking about moving to Sacramento because he's actually working at um, a brewery right now down in, uh, down south, down in Hapoon Bay called Dogma. And he's like, you know, I'm going to be moving to Sacramento and I'm going to be looking for another brewery to work for. And I'm like, all right, so Sacramento. And I'm like, all right, track seven is a brewery that's up out there. And you know what? I just, this is everything in my head. I'm like, last week at this place, I had the blood transfusion that was very, very tasty and nice and super refreshing. So again, right? This jump rope is gone, spinning, and I'm trying to time myself to get into the conversation. So, I there's a split like pause in between the conversation where I could kind of jump in and I go, Sacramento, yeah. There, last week, man, I just had this track seven, um, and it was called, and I'm like in my in my head like there's beers, man, like. I'm not a guy that's keeping track of drinking, you know, figuring out what beer that I drank last week. But I'm like, track seven, Sacramento track seven, blood blood transfusion. So I I just had the blood transfusion and uh, they're in Sacramento, right? And he's like, yeah, track seven is a brewery in in Sacramento. And it's like, do you come here a lot? I go, and that's how the conversation kind of began in after you get into the you know, like the initial <clears throat> approach to um i wouldn't say disrupting a conversation but like kind of getting in right so they they have the uh, jump rope going and you got to get into the jump rope right it's all about timing so i feel good <laughs> That I was able to jump into the jump rope without the jump rope getting caught in my uh, in my foot, I guess. And that is all I am trying to say. But um, and it, as an introvert, I felt really good that I was able to time it properly, and I didn't disrupt there, um, because. Sometimes you see people like just jumping into a conversation and the timing is off and the two other parties that are already having a conversation, they'll just look at each other like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. So that was the moment that I was trying to avoid like, who the fuck is this guy? And since things spawn in a natural way, we were able to have a nice conversation for about, about I don't know, about an hour. Just kind of learning about ourselves and talking about ourselves and talking about beer. And that is why the dude on my left, his name is Reza. And the dude on my right, a 27-year-old, kind of he was kind of stoned. Um, but uh, Miles is his name. So we had a... We had a pretty good conversation after that. So it's all about the timing, man. Jump rope is style. All right, so I'm going to keep it short. And going back to the original question, um, so I contacted Michael Butler and I gave him five clues, and it turned out that he did not 
know the song that I was talking about, but maybe you do. The track that I played that I just like, man, this freaking track is freaking amazing. Yo, is, let me see if I could uh, pronounce their name again. I'm going to get Google uh, Translate. I actually have it up on Google Translate. And let me see how they pronounce it. Kvertuk. Kvertuk. In English, Stranglehold. Kvertuk is the man. The track that I'm totally freaking into is, is, is uh, 1985 from the album Netherford, uh, released back in 2016. And this track right here is so super similar to um, the track that I freaking love. And I think that is why I love this track right here. So, what is, uh, I don't know <clears throat> if you guys have been thinking, you guys and gals have been thinking, but uh, what was the clues that I gave up to Michael Butler? It's, um, let's see. I said, what did, what did I say? Nikki Six. Or I said, 1990, Nikki Six. Tattoo. All right. So here's the next clue. Douchebag. All right. So the next clue. It's a song about Nikki Six. The dude that is covered in tattoos, saying that he's a douchebag. Okay. Last, um, I don't know. Last clue. Iron Maiden. Is that enough? So you have a dude, Nikki Six, covered in tattoos. He's a douchebag. And that is what this song, the original song, is all about. Iron Maiden, a member of Iron Maiden, Bruce Dickinson. All right. Let's keep it short already, man. So, thank you very much, gracias, for tuning in to the Metal Woman Podcast. MetalMoment.com is where I live. Twitter is twitter.com forward slash metalmoment. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash metal moment. Instagram is where you will find pictures of all the beers and all the food and all the freaking nature and dogs that I take. Uh, Instagram.com forward slash metal moment. Email metal moment at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave a voice message, it's 1-707-78-METAL. That's 1-707-786-3825, baby. Let your sexy ass voice be heard. Okay, if you'd like to uh, leave a donation, you could do the Patreon style. You could just go to the website and there's a PayPal link. So click it on there and yeah. Very much gracias. Yeah, it will help the show tremendously. And uh, so here we go. The song um, that I... I I'm going to say this. I don't know, but I pretty much think. The song that inspired... How do I pronounce this band? Google... Uh, translate. Tell me. Kvericut? Alright. The band Kvericut was probably listening to this track and came up with this 1985 song that I very much gracias, very much gracias love. 
I don't even know what I'm talking about right now, but uh, it's this track right here. So, with all the clues, Bruce Dickinson, his solo um, album released back in 1990, Tattooed Millionaire. And the track is, yeah, Tattooed Millionaire. He's talking shit about Nikki Six. Okay, this track right here is what I think inspired... Let me hear it again, Google. Kvericut. Kvericut. It's the man. All right, so. Enough of me. Thank you very much, gracias. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Drunkado style. Tikoto devil. Japanese. Metal head the show no minasa. Mata kunkai. Wa ego de shitaga. Jikai wa. So chira no de. Nihongo de. Yotte. Mindimasho. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Metal Moment Podcast. Here we go. Bruce Dickinson with Tattooed Million Air. Yo.